This episode of the Good Ship Brothership is brought to you by cheating your way into Movember. Don't have the guts to shave completely babyface bald and grow a mustache in a month? That's okay. Just use your pre-existing beard platform, shave down to a mustache, and enter the race three kilometers ahead of all the other runners. Uh, cheating your way into Movember. It's the steroids of men's health awareness. Now on the show. Go for it. Just know that you're a coward and a cheater. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Too afraid to see somebody growing hair. If it, it do feel like we've... I almost... You know what? I almost feel like we should start episodes with theme music. Dropping in with the, you know, just us speaking does feel a little... You don't mm, like the cold open style? I, I do and I don't, you know? It's kind of classic, but at the same time... It's a little classic, but... Yeah. It's a little jarring. Yeah. Well, it's not jarring. That's the problem. Fair enough. I don't yeah. know. I don't know. I don't know either. It feels like it's been a long time since we recorded, but it really hasn't actually been very long. It's been, like, slightly longer than it should be per schedule, but not by much. It's been a couple... It's been a good couple weeks. In, yeah. in that time, I became wed. I don't know if you can see this right now. I'm showing my wedding ring to the to the microphone but uh yeah so i am now living 30 well 20 ish minutes away from well it's it's a seven it is bang on a 17 minute drive if you put the pedal to the metal and you know what you're doing so but uh yeah so our lives have changed kind of and then not at all in other ways and so we are now back at it indeed and jason what have you been what have you been enjoying now this is actually us catching up yeah, but at the same time, we still talk a lot about things outside of this. So. We do, but... You know. More so, yeah. So, I played through the entirety of The Last of Us, along with the Left Behind DLC, since we since we last spoke. We really should do an episode on that eventually, but on the other hand, I feel like everyone has done it before. Maybe we have, for all I know. Um, the Last of Us, one of the great video games of all time... I think one of the great stories of the last maybe 25 years kind of thing, I think it's beautifully told, it's gripping, exciting, like heart-wrenching at times, fantastic acting, Landmark, uh, a landmark game in terms of how the characters really are emotive and have realistic facial expressions. For me, it was kind of one of the first 3D games that came out of Uncanny Valley, um, just meaning that the characters look realistic enough that it's not unnerving and weird anymore and you don't really think about it it's just yeah these are the characters yeah animated faces often do that thing where they the the particularly the mouth the skin just everything glides as if there's uh-huh. which of course there isn't but there's you know there's no muscle behind it performing the action it's just but the modern technology, they have like muscles and mm-hmm. stuff oh, yeah. in the faces for. They have heavy, that... heavy uh, simulators and programs. So that actually simulators. brings us neatly to what I'm doing now. Having finished The Last of Us, I started Shadow of the Tomb Raider, which I'm playing on PC, which came out last year, mm-hmm. and I'm like an hour or two into that, and it's so much fun so far. It's unbelievably gorgeous. I would say it's probably up there with Red Dead Redemption Two as the most beautiful, like photorealistic style game I've ever played. Um, probably pretty equal to that but what's interesting is is that there's a photo mode in the game which is 
not unique to that game by any means. And you can change uh, Lara's facial expression. And so I was flipping through, and there's like 20 different facial expressions. Huh. And I was just flipping through and marveling at like how good all of them look. And obviously, it's just like preset, you know? It's, yeah, that's, that's not like the characters are actually. Do, then, yeah, yeah, sure. But I was just marveling at how expressive they've managed to make this character. And in the cutscenes, it's the same thing. She looks disgusted, surprised, sad. And it's, it's amazing how just a few short years ago, The Last of Us came out in 2013 all of these characters just looked super like sociopathic yeah. and everybody just kind of had to get over it. It's like a suspension of disbelief kind mm-hmm. of where the whole gaming community had to go like, you know what? We don't have the technology to make these characters really emotive if they're photorealistic, but we just kind of got to assume that, you know, she actually is crying and not just her model looks kind of weird. Yeah. But now that's totally gone. It looks almost as emotive as real people. Not mm-hmm. quite, but pretty close. Yeah. But yeah, Shadow of the Tomb Raider has been really fun. Um, kind of a beast to try and run on a PC because it's so beautiful. But I'm looking forward to playing that more and talking about it more. In terms of movies, um, not a whole lot. Rewatched True Grit a few days ago. <laughs> Just a classic. Mm-hmm. Such a fun movie. I've probably Great seen that movie. movie at least half a dozen times now. And just such an exciting romp. And one of the hardest movies, I think, um, for anybody to dislike. Like, pretty much no matter who it is, who you're showing it to, they're going to enjoy it. It's incredibly well paced. Mm-hmm. It's, it's very well paced. It's very entertaining. You got, you know, everything in it action, uh, comedy. That's it. Yeah. It's heartwarming, <laughs> too. It is very heartwarming. I don't um, think you, you really uh, adjusted this right. Yeah, you got to really adjust the mic. It. Okay, I'm sorry, We're guys. Adjusting the microphone stand. Oh, yeah. Spike of the levels. We'll cut that out. No, yeah. we won't. Just kidding. I don't know. Um, so then we get to music. I have been crunking a lot of uh, our friend Olivia's crunking a lot of our friend Olivia's I don't like sixties jams playlist. Spotify's all out eighties. Those are my go tos if I don't have time, energy, or the de- desire to focus on a specific album. So like uh, tomorrow when I go and I have to do a residential install at school and I'm wiring stuff. Sometimes I play albums then. Sometimes I just want a playlist, something I can jam and work to. Doing lots of those. Been listening to lots of The National, as always. Lots of Kanye, as we'll discuss. Um, And a fair good bit of John Mark McMillan, as well. Just a little bit of everything. I listen to a lot of music these days. and Oh, and a lot of Bahamas. And I would say the past couple months, it's been much less focused um, typically there's like two or three albums I listen to all the time, but aside from the playlist, it's something different every day. Yeah. So yeah, that's about it though. Reading. I have not been reading. I have not had the time. No change there then, but I should start something soon. <sighs> Go ahead. You're going to ask me, okay. You know, okay. Yeah. That's about thought, it for me. I said right like, now. yo, that's it. So I thought you'd be like, well, Jason, I'm glad. Okay, yeah. Okay. Grant, I'm glad you asked. asked. Okay. Yeah. Well, I'm so Tell glad. Me. I'm so glad yeah. you asked me that out Tell of the me. out of the. <laughs> Those of you who know Jason know that his immune system is second to. It's uh, not that bad. It's just I've had a bad else's. run. It's not you, usually bad. A twenty-year bad run is not a bad run. Anymore. No, it's only been the last. Jason has two a weak months. immune system, and he doesn't properly take care of himself when he's sick. So 
his colds just last for months and months. That's not. This is the first time in my entire life this has happened where this cold has lasted this long. Listeners, Literally. Listeners who know Jason will know that that is not true. Anyway, uh, my life's been really busy. My life's been moving at unbelievable paces, and it's been very breathless. I have not really been taking in a, a lot of entertainment, to be honest. Um, I uh, was alerted to and watched a lot of uh, a Netflix show called uh, Screen Queens. <laughs> It's not. It's not a Netflix show. It. It was a television show that ran for two seasons and then was canceled. And uh, I really cannot recommend it highly <laughs> enough. It's a comedy horror uh, show set in this really ritzy sorority with all these really catty, uh, shrewish kind of uh, characters who, you know, these girls. Money is money is no object to them, and they are completely detached from like reality. I'm, gonna put it, I'm putting it on my Netflix list and, now just uh, so that my Netflix recommendations get totally cr- trashed. I don't know if they will or not. It's it's a very smartly written show. The It's <laughs> hilariously acted. Uh, Emma Roberts. Emma Roberts is, is in it. Julia Roberts' niece, actually. Mm. Jamie Lee Curtis. Jamie also. Lee Curtis is in it. She's the dean. She's fantastic in it. Um, and a couple other. Nick Jonas has a, has a role, and he's quite funny in it as well. Um but just really smart, super funny, completely over the top, and uh, yeah, like it's it's one of those things. It's beautiful to veg out to, but you could totally watch it if you're in the mood for a comedy of any sort. I'm I really enjoyed that um, musically. I have also just got back into listening to John Mark McMillan's Mercury and Lightning album a little bit more. I haven't been I haven't been listening to that many that many albums recently i've been really uh mainlining podcasts like crazy on my way to and from work because normally i'm when i'm on my way to work i'm kind of tired i'm sleepy i want to be in bed and my my drive to work dude that's i kickstart i kickstart the day with music my 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 drive to work has ballooned from five minutes to 30 so i i generally i'm just kind of chill on my drives i like my drives to be chill so i listen to podcasts on the way there because i'm kind of tired and want things to be low-key and then on the way home i'm generally even more tired and and i just want to have a nice relaxing drive home so generally oh dear you also been watching a lot of bob's burgers i yep. hope yep i've been watching uh, bob's burgers again thanks to jason's generous <laughs> wedding gift of yeah. the complete dvd set uh and uh yeah i i i feel like i'm i'm missing something uh, significant in terms of my music consumption, some album that I may have received recently, something that I may have purchased. But let's get into some music consumption then. Yeah. <laughs> Fumble around for the for the on button for a second there. Every episode, I'm amazed that we still do this. It's so terrible. It's. Uh... I just oiled it though, so it sounds pretty good. It does sound a lot better. Can you guys hear that? Every once in a while, you gotta drag this whole assemblage outside and just power wash, power wash out the innards. And since it gets so like, it's always damp, so it gets really moldy, and then there's a lot of spiders in there. There so are just, there are dude, a lot yeah. of spiders in there. You gotta just power wash out like these dock spiders, and 
I don't think any of them are they poisonous. Get caught in but, the, when yeah. you get a certain amount of spiders in some of those cogs, yeah. they really do stick and the and things slow up and yeah. speed down and stuff. But it's just spiders because nothing else can survive You're the radiation. You're aboard the good ship, brother. No, no, ship. <laughs> it's the only arts podcast. podcast that covers film, music, gaming, literature, and electric toothbrush repair. I'm Grant. And I'm Jason. And today, Jason, what are we talking about? We are, are we talking about? about the somewhat new, somewhat topical Kanye West album, Jesus is King. It released maybe about a month ago, something like that. Yeah, I don't know. And it has been discussed everywhere I go. October it's cr- 25th, dude. It's crazy. No. October 25th. Oh, okay. Like that's just Wow, that's we are on truth. it today. Um... It's been the topic of conversation everywhere I've gone. At school, people are talking about it. At young adults, people are talking about it, etc. In what way are they talking about it? Uh, it's mostly negatively. Yeah. The young adults, the Christian people, don't really know how to take it, and I understand that. And most of the other people are like, yeah, this is a bad album. Yeah. So we'll get into it. We'll share our thoughts. Wikipedia says, Jesus is King is the ninth studio album by American rapper Kanye West, released on October 25th, 2019. Through good music and Def Jam recordings. The album follows a Christian theme, with West describing it as, quote, an expression of the gospel, unquote. West had formed his Sunday service group in January 2019, performing gospel songs and covers of songs from his discography. Sunday service, which is the name of the group, performed the songs Water and Everything We Need live prior to release. The album features guest appearances from Clips, Ty Dolla Sign, which is such a stupid name, Kenny G, Fred Hammond, Aunt Clements, and Sunday Service. The album features production from West, Benny Blanco, Evax. I guess. You don't have Finn to read those. Just a, a bunch, bunch of others, people. Yeah. Uh, he started recording it August 2018. The album missed two initial release dates in 2018. It was <laughs> delayed indefinitely, and then it came out in 2019. Yeah. Basically. Like, yeah. A year pretty, after. Pretty well over a year after it was supposed to come out. And did you hear now? That he is patching his album. This is interesting. What? So, oh no. Yeah. So look up uh, Jesus is King patch. Google it. So we're entering this interesting time in the creation of art now, where so much of it is being distributed digitally and not downloaded, because most people just stream it off Spotify, Apple Music, whatever. And so Kanye announced that he is rolling out basically a series of updates to his album, like improving mixing and and stuff like that mostly pretty minor things but i thought how interesting is that because it used to be you'd release an album and then if it was good 20 years later it gets remastered and now it's two weeks later and they're like wow we could have done some things better this, I thought that was this to me is preposterous you can i don't know if you want to read a little bit of that or it's just kind of interesting uh. A Reddit post details Kanye West's supposed updates to his just-released album, Jesus is King, on streaming services, including, hilariously, the note that Pusha T's verse is now on beat, beat. I saw that. in Use This Gospel. Um, get out of your pop-up ads. Uh, paste, reach... <laughs> but yeah, basically there's a... Yeah. That's... Uh, it's very interesting. Mm-hmm. I just thought that was an interesting. I too think it's a little bit weird. I feel like you probably should have put Pusha's T's verse on beat when you launched it. I don't really understand. 
I don't really understand why you would release an album and then feel like there's a list of things you should have done differently two weeks later. I think that's probably a bad sign. Yeah. But, you know, whatever. if you really stand behind your album, yeah, let it let it be its own thing. That's the whole. The, no, no, no piece of art is ever finished. It just gets released. Exactly. Yeah. And I feel that way about all the music I've made. I feel yeah. that way about the books that I've written. And that's kind of the point is that you release this thing. Same with photography and music. Eventually you just got to move on. Yeah. Eventually you got better things to do artistically. So this is an interesting album for us to review because neither of us have any experience listening to Kanye West in the past. Yeah. Like none. I think I listened to Life of Pablo a little bit when it came out, but I don't really remember any of it, which maybe says something in of itself. I know a lot of people respect Kanye West. I never got into him, but I didn't really have an opinion. But then when he made a gospel album, it's like, this is just something I never thought we would see. I think it, I still think it takes a lot of bravery for him to make it because you're going to get lambasted by a lot of critics and fans. Whether it will be something that stays, whether it stays as his MO remains to be seen. I don't know. I'm not going to judge him. But it's just a unique turnaround that we haven't seen since probably like Johnny Cash. Well, yeah, it's like, it's, I was saying this at work too, um, that, you know, nobody would ever pull a stunt like this for publicity or fame's sake, because there is, regardless of your religious inclinations, Christianity is the most socially, it's the, it's the religion which it is most socially acceptable to mock and dislike and distrust. Mm -hmm. It just is. Definitely. Um, if you say, you know, nasty things about Islam or something, you're going to get shut down real fast. Actually, let's be fair. Scientology, you can mock okay, way more so than Okay, that's true. Yeah, but Scientology is a fake religion. A bit more of so. a fringe. Yeah, L. Yeah. Ron Hubbard made it because there's good he money. He literally in made it up. Yeah. That's not even a discussion. Yeah. Um, <laughs> We're going to get killed can I, can I get a... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but... Uh, yeah, so it's an interesting it's an interesting choice on his part and, and a bold one, and uh, of course people are gonna make fun of him for it, you know. So, so yeah, that was the mentality I went into the album with. Um, and he it was billed as Kanye's gospel album. So I guess my first question for you is, and and for those of you keeping score at home, we're gonna change our format a little bit and do more of like a conversation style instead of each doing a review. Let us know what you think. We yeah. think it'll be more fun. Yeah. But I'm not going to make a big deal about it. So he built it as a gospel album. And this was the first thing that I got kind of hung up on. Do you think it is a gospel album? I think it has elements of gospel music in it. Was To Pimp a Butterfly a jazz album? It's got elements of jazz in it. Yeah, exa exactly. Um, look, from the point of view that gospel music is very, very overt in its themes, you know, it's not like... Um, like we just were talking about Mercury and Lightning and a lot of other Christian music too by, you know, career Christian artists, quote unquote. Uh, a lot of that stuff, a lot of their lyrical themes are obscured behind um, various illustrations, poetic devices, metaphors, that sort of thing. I think gospel music's one of its signatures is that it's very overt in, uh, in its themes and its, uh, it's a subject. Mm -hmm. So I think from that point of view, it's a gospel album. I think a lot of the choral, there's a lot of choral like vocal work 
That is, in, it's completely gospel. Um, of course, it's also a hip hop album. Yeah, I think it has to be considered a hip hop album. I, I was weirded out when I first listened to it because I thought this is no more gospel, really, than like uh, Steve Green or something. You know, I'm sure it has elements of gospel, but it's largely, yeah, it's like a hip hop album or with elements more, of gospel in it. It's like yeah. neo gospel or something. Exactly. Like that. Yeah. So I mean. Yeah, I can see where he's coming from on that, but I feel like that's about as far as he could take it and still retain his musical identity. Yeah. As far as I know, which is fine. Is. Like I'm not, yeah, yeah I'm, I'm not, not taking it. shots at anybody for it being called a gospel album. Now, how did the production stand out to you? Now, we're not familiar with how Kanye's albums are usually produced, but personally, I have a really high bar set in my mind because pretty much the only hip hop I listen to is Kendrick Lamar, which is some of the best musical production of all time yeah Does, did this measure up do you think um i don't i wouldn't say it like measured up but i thought the production was very clear it was very crisp it was very nicely mixed um so the fact that they're redoing a bunch of that is kind of funny to me but i thought i thought it personally sounded great and there's a lot of different elements in it that it's and and kind of kind of weird elements too like uh I don't know what I can't remember which track it is. It might be um um let me just let me pull it up. But there's one where there's a like a beat made and there's like a human yelp kind of thing in it. Are you might be about, hands uh, on. Hands oh, on. Yeah, yeah. I know which one you're talking uh, about. And it's got kind of a whoop kind yeah. of thing built in. And it didn't really bother me all that much. It was a, a mix a little loud, but I thought it was cool and then it bothered me towards the end when they yeah. did that. I, I, I'm actually surprised because I was pretty disappointed with the production of the album. Yeah? I thought it sounded pretty muddy and not very lush, especially when you have a song like Water, which reminded me of a Kendrick Lamar song and how it sounded. I just thought that there wasn't a whole lot of treble or mids, and maybe that was what he was going for. I felt like the vocals were mixed really quiet, and like really? they scooped the mids oh. on Water specifically. Oh. And... In general, I just felt like there was a whole tonal range that wasn't occupied, and maybe that's what he was going for. Like, it's pretty sparse instrumentally a lot of it the is, times. It is, yeah. It's a lot of just percussion, maybe choral, maybe not, and then somebody singing, rapping, whatever. And I understand that, but I don't know. It just seemed kind of lacking to me. It didn't grab my attention in the same way as something more fleshed out would. And yeah. I felt like at times it was really busy sound-wise and really dense, like the beginning of the album. It is. And at other it times, is. it was really sparse, and I get that's what he was going for, but it stayed sparse for too long and kind of lost my interest. Yeah. I just think that it's one of those things where it's like, when you strip away a lot of sounds and it's really sparse, it grabs your attention, and it's, it sounds great. Look at, uh, what's that Lord song at the end of Pure Heroin? I don't know the the uh <laughs> I, I don't know the I'm last track like, of, the I'm last thinking like white stripes the no the last track of pure heroin is really sparse but that worked because the rest of the album isn't yeah in terms of sparseness though yeah. white stripes are sure, probably sure. the but even they occupied more of a range I think because they had like the bait the low end of the drums the high mid end of the guitar high end of Jack's shrill voice yeah I don't know I just felt that at times it sounded like not quite finished sounded like he's like hey do you want to hear my album but but i i do hear what you're saying it didn't sound like it didn't sound horrible it did, that didn't really put no i haven't listened to the album nearly as much as you have but yeah that really wasn't something that jumped out at me 
I thought that what was there sounded pretty good, and now that you've said that, I may hear it differently. Yeah, you'll have to have to listen to it and see what you think. Um, how did you feel the vocals were performance wise? Not the quality of the writing. But I the thought they were the pretty. I thought they were pretty pretty good. Honestly, I was a little surprised with um with some of his singing on some of the tracks. Um, I thought it. I I honestly was expecting worse and and just for the like terrible soundcloud tinged radio rap that i hear like in top 40 uh stations at work just playing it, it was honestly a little refreshing to hear somebody rap who was kind of actually rapping and even kendrick's last album apart from what's the, is the last track duckworth which actually has rapping on it like most of that album, I would say Kanye's real like humble royalty. Uh, yeah, but it's not. I don't know. It's a it's a more it's a more yeah, uh, you know, I style guess. of rapping where it's like it's very uh, paced out and kind of relaxed and a little mumbly. And I honestly think that Kanye's vocal performance on this album is largely better than Kendrick's on Damn. Interesting. That's that's fair. I, I did say. I thought that that Kanye sounded bored on some of the tracks because he there he had on one end the more aggressive like yeah, rapping hip hop, which I thought was pretty good. And in I think it was in uh Follow Follow God, was it? No, it was On God. <laughs> I thought he had some decent flow. I was yeah. like this is pretty good. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, in in songs where he was singing more like Jesus is Lord, I don't think his voice is great, but it was all right. It's it, cool. He's it got a cool roughness yeah. to it, a good texture. Yeah. But then on the tracks in the middle, I felt like he just seemed kind of bored and not emotive. And it could be that I'm used to in hip hop the super stimulus of like the Beastie Boys, <laughs> where they're just like freaking out all the time. That's but, not normal. No, especially now. No, definitely not. But that was my complaint about the vocals, was some of them sounded like he didn't like it that much. Mm. Um, it was the opposite of how I felt with the tours, where I felt like they were just super engaged all the time. Oh, they were, though. Yeah. They, like, that, they, they, I have never seen Jack White, or really like any member of that band, be so completely amped up for such a sustained period of time. Even the posts that they're making now, it's yeah. like, they are so energetic yeah but um it is interesting like considering these things that he took so long to release this album yes it makes you wonder what he was trying to get right yeah yeah why did why was it delayed i don't know yeah um now how did you feel about the album as a whole in terms of it's very clearly a concept album in that it all shares the theme of Jesus is King. It's not yeah. necessarily a concept album in terms of like narrative. Right, in terms of narrative, but I, in terms of theme, it is. Did it work together? Did you feel like the pacing was good? I. Th this is one of my main problems with this album, is I feel like the songs just kind of begin and end, just just spontaneously, and it's it left me feeling like I was trying to hop along car rooftops on a highway at speed. Some of the songs were oddly short and it felt like maybe he wrote like a good mm -hmm. verse or two and went like oh this is nice we'll there's my this song somewhere. yeah and it's and and the, but the album is not long at all no it's like, like 35 it's, minutes yeah and so i it's just is weird it's very very uh 
a spastic kind of track <coughs> list. The songs flowed together decently, but they just seemed to all be incredibly truncated and just they weren't allowed to breathe. There's no breathing. My problem was he ha- sometimes the abrupt changes I think work and they're cool like at the end of uh gotta look at my track list here in between follow god and closed on sunday ends with him like i said ah and then it cuts to like the soft opening of closed on sunday yeah and that worked um but i felt like he did too many hard cuts with no fade every single song is a hard cut with no fade Um, i think there's two exceptions (laughs) but pretty much yeah and yeah, I don't know. It seemed a bit jarring to me, and sometimes it seemed like he wrote a bunch of songs about a theme, which is fine, but he didn't write them together, you know? They didn't seem to have that much coherence. And I guess that's okay. I guess not every album has to be like that, but I guess this seems like an album you could listen to on shuffle and it wouldn't make that much of a difference, which is kind no, of, not seems at like all, a bit because, of a missed opportunity yeah, for an album. because it is an album, mm-hmm. you know? Exactly. And it does seem like he was putting some thought into the fact that it was an album. Yeah. Or else, again, why would you delay it by over a year? You know? So, was that your biggest uh, issue with the album, or what else did you not like about it? Um, I think that was mostly my biggest issue about the album is that it just it didn't feel like a professionally presented set of songs adhering to a central construct. Like, you know, again, and I know I keep coming back to it, but it's the other thing that I've been listening to recently with Mercury and Lightning. Like that, that album's so good. Or or an album like Earth Tones or the Rack on Tours or you think of any great album, and there's just this fantastic ebb and flow, and a push and a pull, and a music not only to the individual songs but to how all these songs cooperate together into one larger Mm -hmm. movement and that's completely absent here for me um the only other thing that rankled me was definitely how he he says in one song that jesus wants us to be wealthy or something like that does he yeah he's he i think he literally says you know he wants us to be he wants to he wants to be wealthy yeah and i was like uh um I'm not a theology major, but but it is easier for a camel to fit through the eye of a needle than for a rich man to enter heaven or whatever he said. Yeah, although yeah. that's a bit of a mistranslation. Yeah, but, but, but you know, yeah, you know yeah. what I mean—a rope to go yeah. through the eye of a needle. Although on the tracklist thing, I do feel like the opener and the closer are both pretty good, like as openers and closers. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. everywhere in between there, it's just kind of like eh, whatever. Throw them in a blender. Yeah, I felt that the album really fell down in the middle with everything we need, water. Uh, and God is, I thought were all like just flaccid tracks, especially water. I cannot stand that song. It's like the first, I can't even remember. The first minute is technically like intro. I looked up the lyrics and it's under like intro, but you can't like really understand any of them. And then it starts like this really sing-songy chorus, like take the clarino to conversations, that one. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then... I don't. It just seems directionless and pointless, and I don't think it's very musically impressive. The first couple tracks are really good. Yeah, I'll I, say that. Okay, let me give credit where credit's due because I don't want to sound too negative. Um, 
I had to switch to my notes here again. Although every hour, that's the first track, right? No, the first track. Yeah, first track is every hour. I did like it is pretty. Uh, how long is it? Only a couple minutes long. Yeah, because yeah. it it does get pretty repetitive because it really is just yeah. the, and again a very gospel sounding choir, uh, singing. What do they sing? Exactly, just like that, you know, and uh, it it does it it really does chafe a little bit on the eardrums. Follow God, that's what it is. That one has a tight beat. That's one of the tightest beats I've heard all year. It's so good. That's the third track on the album. Yeah, that one is good. That's the one that starts with like the I lift my hands. Yeah, it's like I'm like that song is fantastic. Yeah, yeah. So I I do think it's just an album with a lot of highs and lows and not a whole lot of connectivity in between the different tracks, and I think that really does hurt it. Yeah. Um, is there anything else that really stands out to you? Um, I I don't think so. Like I I wasn't really uh, I don't know. I I wasn't really overwhelmed. I wasn't really underwhelmed. I was solidly whelmed. I was impressed with some of his biblical references. A yeah. lot of some of them are pretty surface level, but then he has he has uh, an allusion to Jacob wrestling the angel in one of his songs, which is really it's not that overt. It's yeah. more of like uh, him. He says he's tired of wrestling angels or something, but it's a nice like buried reference in some of the lyrics. I was impressed by how deep and sound, maybe barring the wealth comment, his theology was, and it makes me wonder if it maybe... sounds like he's read a Bible. Yeah, I don't, and and we'll see. And it's not this podcast isn't uh, a theology podcast. No, yeah, and it's... but I was just kind of intrigued by that more whether, than anything. And whether or not Kanye West's salvation is is legitimate is has nothing to do with the album i have not substantiated this but i've heard that apparently like internet searches about christianity have like gone up demonstrably in the wake of this album yeah I which is kind of interesting i believe that well that's basically it the only other comment i wanted to make is that as much as i feel like it's a decent album at times it emulates that jazzy sound of kendrick lamar in some tracks like yeah. water really mm-hmm. makes me think of kendrick lamar or in other songs, it really sounds like Bonnie Vare. A lot of the second half of the album yeah. has instrumentals that remind me a lot of Bonnie Vare. Yeah, I could see that. The problem is, though, neither of them are done as well as Kendrick or Bonnie Vare. So mm-hmm. every time I listen to this album, what it makes me want to do is just listen to 22 A Million or uh, To Pimp a Butterfly or something rather than listen to this album more. It kind of reminds me of albums that I think are probably better. Both far better albums. And as much as this is not a bad album, I'm not sure it's one that'll stick around in my rotation. And that's kind of my benchmark for, is this, is this an album that's really, uh, (laughs) does it have staying power? It's like, it's like, uh, I was, I was on Netflix. I was setting up my new profile at, uh, Hannah's place with, under her account. My wife. My wife. (laughs) And, uh, and going through movies liking disliking them trying to get the algorithm to kick in and offer me things that i might actually watch and uh coming i came across one movie i can't even remember what it was called or really what it was and uh i was like wow i recognize that oh it was called Iceman. it had michael uh somebody in it and uh i was like man i really recognize like that that character that that look or something and then i realized that i had watched the movie yeah recently and it had just flowed in and flowed out and i had retained nothing of it i can't remember what happens or who dies or any any of that 
It just <laughs> was some movie that I watched, and this album feels more or less the same to me. That's how this whole show feels to me. <laughs> yeah. Well, we were just arguing. Well, we weren't arguing. We were desperately trying to figure out if we had reviewed, like the last thing we, we did reviewed like, did a we certain have... movie. We we're like, have we done that episode? Did we record we're, that? We're like, we know we either did or are about to do a Birds of Passage <laughs> episode. I can't remember if we did that or, three weeks ago or, or not. <laughs> yeah, and so we're yeah. Everything's a struggle, yeah. guys. Uh, I think let's cut it off there. Overall, yeah. I would recommend you listen to it because I think it's interesting that this album exists. It is very interesting that um, it exists. You told me about it. You told me that Kanye yeah. West released a gospel album. I was like, "What?" It's interesting that it exists. <laughs> I'm. I don't. It won't be in our album of the year discussion, except as a curiosity with uh, titans like the National and the Racon Tours and Nick Cave and the Bad Seeds and Half Moon Run. Yeah. And, and Bonnie Vare and Alex Cameron all putting out albums this year, but. You know, I'm I'm happy it exists. Yeah, and that's it. I think that's it. If you if if you've listened to this album, and I'm sure many of you have, uh, find us on Facebook at the Good Ship Brothership, and find us on Instagram at the Good Ship Brothership, or email us at the Good Ship Brothership at gmail dot com. Let us know what you think of this album. Yes, because please. it is certainly very strange. It is certainly not something I expected to see coming, and uh, it is certainly, in my opinion, heavily mediocre. So. Uh, until next time, keep smuggling those iguanas down the Underground Railroad. Okay. I gotta make hot chocolate. <laughs> Dude, it's I'm... gonna be a good show ender. I gotta make hot chocolate. <laughs> That's good. The entire podcast thing about hot chocolate. What that was, basically, was a review of hot chocolate.